Hey friend, before we get to the episode, I have a free gift for you today. Do you want to start a podcast, but maybe you feel like it's probably too expensive, it's too confusing, and too time-consuming? Well, you need my podcast equipment guide. It's the five things I could not record my podcast without, and they all cost less than $100. I'll talk to you with direct links of what to buy about the physical podcast equipment, podcasting softwares, hosting, and more, all in this free guide. It's everything you need to feel ready to start a podcast today. So go get it at elizabethmccravey.com slash record. Now, here's the episode. Hey guys, I'm Elizabeth McCravey, a website designer and business coach for entrepreneurs and your host for the Breakthrough Brand Podcast, the show that's all about pulling back the curtain on how to actually build a successful business. I don't skim the surface around here. If you want a deep dive into the nitty gritty details of what it takes to run a successful business and stand out in a crowd, you're in the right place. After creating a multiple six-figure-a-year website design business in my 20s, I'm ready to share everything I've learned and everything I'm still learning because I believe the keys to building a thriving business should never be a secret. Here you'll find episodes that are actionable, direct, and fun, like friends chatting business over coffee and a fresh, honest take on the reality of being an entrepreneur. If you're ready to master online marketing, branding, website design, mindset, and business strategy, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to build your breakthrough brand. Let's do this. New year means it's a great time to make some small but mighty tweaks to your existing website. So in this episode, I'm sharing a few things you can do to your site for the new year to keep things up to date and fresh, both from an SEO perspective and from an attracting your clients and customers perspective. Both are so important. And if you're listening to this way into the future, I just want to let you know that this is going to apply at any time. The majority of these things I like to do at the beginning of a new year because it's just a great time to read visit your content, revisit your website, all of that. But really all of these, except for a few could be done later in the year and really anytime. So if you're listening to this later, know that there's still stuff here for you. But if you're listening to this live, then right now, kind of nearing the end of January a little bit, um, we're airing this a little bit later into the month. Um, it's a great time to tackle this stuff and make sure your website is fresh and ready to go for the new year. So you can attract your dream clients and customers and be set up well on Google. So let's dive in. All right, ready to learn the small but mighty ways to refresh your website for the new year. I'm going to start with the simplest changes first, the ones that are going to take like typically under five to 10 minutes. Some of these literally like three minutes. And then I'll move into a few bigger ones that are going to take a little bit more work. So the first one, this is like the easiest one of all of them. Update the copyright in your footer. So if you have the fun little copyright C in your website's footer, and the footer is that part of your website that stays consistent throughout, you likely have last year's date on it. So it might have that C and then say 2020. You'll want to update this to the current year. Or if you are someone who on your website, you show a range of like the years you've been in business. So maybe it says like, you know, 2014 through 2020, you'll want to make sure it says 2021 as that end date 
great. And just an FYI, if you're someone who's like, oh, I don't have that little copyright in the bottom of my website, I've never done that, not sure if I can, um, just to let you know, you have automatic rights to the content you create on your website, um, with or without the little C, the copyright in the bottom, but you can add that C and the year without filing any government paperwork and stuff like that. It's just literally your right as a content creator. So people who have that, and that's something confusing sometimes, typically have not filed anything special. They're just putting that there. So to add the little C for yourself, if you're like, okay, I didn't have that last year, but I want to add it, just Google copyright C and find an icon um, on, on Google, click into a website or wherever, and then just copy that icon and paste it into your website when you're editing it. It's really easy. I know with Show It, you can do it literally just copying and pasting. Some other platforms might be slightly different, but it's really easy to add. So you want to update that and updating it communicates to viewers that you actually update your website. So right now at the beginning of 2021, it matters less because people aren't going to like necessarily have expected you to fix it immediately. But like, let's say later it's September of 2021 and your footer still says 2020, people are going to think you're just not actually updating your website. And it's going to be kind of like, oh, this website's stale. Like, does she ever change anything? Is this information actually accurate? Um, people kind of question that. So that's why this one's important. So that's the first one. Update the copyright in your footer. All right, number two, this is another one that's pretty quick. Update any dates on your website that have changed because the year has changed. So let me explain that. So you might say, for example, I've been in business three years. Like say you say that on your about page. You might not say it just like that, but maybe you have a little statistic or in your bio, it says three years, but now it's four years. You're gonna wanna change that. Or maybe you put that you've served 100 happy customers, but you haven't updated that in a year. So now it's actually 200 happy customers. Or even more subtle things like perhaps on your about page, you mention your own age on it or your children's ages or how many kids you have even. And you're like, wait, I had a baby and it's not even on here. That sort of thing. Uh, or how long you've been married could also be another one you might have. There's a lot of different opportunities where there's date related content on a website. That's just a few examples. Um, and for me, as someone who has a really large website, you guys, my site is so many pages. It's kind of hard to keep track of everything and organize it, honestly. But for me, figuring this out looks like going on every page and looking for things that need tweaking because I like literally can't just like be like, oh, yeah, it's definitely this page and that page. Like I can't remember where all the dates are. And I try to as much as possible not use dates, but instead you know, if it was I've been in business for three years as an example, instead putting started in 2017. You know, and so now when it moves to 2021, it doesn't really matter. It's still accurate. So I try to do that sort of thing as much as possible so that I don't have to change it. But anyway, it could be for you the same way of like just seeing to kind of look through every page of your website. But that's the second one. Update the dates um, and look for anything that needs to change because of the new year. The third one, you guys, this is going to be the fastest one of all. So don't skip it. Update your plugins. So super simple. If you're a WordPress user or if you're a Show It user, since on Show It, we blog via WordPress, you want to make sure all your plugins are up to date. And I want to tell you to take that even a step further. In addition to updating them, take a look into the plugins you have active and see, are there any plugins that I literally don't use and don't need anymore? 
and deactivate them and then delete them. So having active plugins you're not using and you don't need will actually slow down your website in a lot of cases, not always, but with a lot of them it will. So you want to keep your plugin list as minimal as possible with what's active. So just look through it. If you're like, hey, wait, like, I don't even remember installing this plugin. Like, what even is it? Maybe look into it and see like, okay, is this what I'm actually using? Should I just delete it? Um, And kind of check that out. So in WordPress, if you're wondering, like, how do I get to my plugins? If you're logged into your account, just in that top left corner, there's a bar like your dashboard bar, and you'll see an icon that has a number beside it and two little arrows in a circle. And that's what you click on. And then it'll lead you to a page with all the plugins and possibly even your entire WordPress um, update could be needed. Um, If you use themes in WordPress, that could need to be updated, but it'll tell you what all needs to be updated. You can do them all at once or do them individually. It's up to you. Um, I literally did this right before I started recording and I had 13 to update. And I do this pretty often, not a yearly thing, more like once a month or just whenever I think about it. And I had 13 plugins. So if you've waited all year, it might be a lot more than that. So definitely go in, update them, and then delete the ones you don't need. All right, and on to number four, check on your featured on list. Um, That's typically what we call it on your website and see if there's anything you need to add or anything you want to delete. So by that, I mean, it could be like literally podcasts you've been on, events you've spoken at, magazines, um, newspapers, websites you've been featured on, or you might even use that area of your site to display like clients you've worked with. That's another great way to use it. But perhaps in 2020, you were on a few new podcasts or featured in a new newspaper or a magazine or website or whatever, or have worked with some new amazing clients you want to add. So add those in and you know you can either add to the listings and expand it. So maybe you had six before and now it's 12, or you could delete some that feel less relevant now and replace them with more relevant ones. So for me, this is actually something I do periodically throughout the year because I get too excited not to. I've had a few times where I've been on a new podcast and I've literally added it to my website like the day before the episode airs because I'm just really excited about it. Um, But for a lot of people, that's something that you kind of neglect and can forget to update. So if that's you and you're like, I haven't really looked at that in a long time, go look at it, take inventory of what all you've been featured on. It can sometimes be hard to remember too. I actually did that as well of like, I made a list of all the podcasts I was on last year and kind of kind of worked through that and actually sent all those people who had me on their podcast a gift um, as a thank you for having me on. But that's something worth doing is just looking through, taking inventory of it, and then deciding um, whether it's websites you were on, newspapers, whatever, podcasts, what do you want to add to your website? Okay, so those are the first four. I have a few more now that I want to go through that are going to take a bit more time to complete in comparison to those first four. But I want to recap those real quick for you. So make a list, you guys. Maybe type this into your phone right now. You're like, okay, you're going to do this after you finish this episode or even maybe right now while you're listening. So the first one, update that copyright in your footer to say the new year and not the last year's date. Second, update any dates on your website that have changed because of the new year. Remember that example of like, I've been in business three years and maybe now it needs to say four years. Number three, update your WordPress plugins and delete any that you're actually just not using. Number four, update your featured on or your client list. um, That's all those logos featured on your website. So there you go. Recap so far. Now let's move on to number five. 
All right, so this one is one that takes more time, which is likely why if you haven't done this throughout the year, there's a reason for that because it takes time. So that is updating your portfolio. So your latest work that you do in your business should be on your website, not just on your Instagram account. Um, and so often we fall trapped to that where it's like when you do a new project, you share about it on Instagram as a new post, but then it never winds up on your website. So we want to make sure we add those there. So add any projects you skipped in 2020, but you want to feature, add those into your website. And specifically for photographers and other creatives like designers, um, florists, wedding planners, those types of industries, if you have any portfolio work that you're putting like throughout your website, like photographers are a great example of this because you're going to have your images all over the place. Make sure you update those images too and make sure those are stuff that best represents your work right now. So for example, if you're a photographer, the images shown on your homepage, like that top image that grabs everyone's attention right when they land on your site, that might have been the best representation of your work at the beginning of 2020. But now after you've done a year of work, which I know COVID changed a lot with that, but still you probably did some new work in that in the year, that might not be the best representation anymore. So you might want to change out that image in other ones. So upload new images, add them to your website, and of course, add them to your portfolio page too. In addition to throughout your website, um, designers, you definitely want to do this. I know as a designer myself, that's something that can be easy to pass over of not adding all the stuff to your portfolio. For me, something that really helps is I like to blog every client project um, and like feature them on my blog. And then that kind of is how I do it from a portfolio perspective. So that's a little tip as well. Um, and you know, you don't want to backlog all your blogs to be on one day, but maybe once a week for um, however long it takes, you blog um, a new blog every week um, featuring one of your clients from 2020. And it doesn't have to be a like throwback to 2020 client, it can just be like, you're featuring this client. And that way, now you're creating a lot of great new blog content, which is going to be awesome for your SEO. And you're getting to feature those clients on your website. So that's number five, update your portfolio, as well as other examples of your work that are just throughout your whole website. All right, number six, this really relates heavily to the last one, but update your testimonials. So you're likely getting new testimonials monthly or weekly or even daily, depending on what your business model is like. And you might not ever be adding the new ones to your website. So for me, I know that like the longer I was in business back when I was doing just primarily service work, as I continued to have more and more clients, the testimonials I was receiving were better and better. A lot of them became more direct and a lot of great, like more, more great pull quotes and things like that. And imagine a lot of you have a similar situation in your own business where like maybe over this whole year, you've had testimonials that got better and better and your website might not reflect those if you're not adding them in. So this might mean for you switching out some testimonials or just adding more in and not deleting old ones. Um, but yeah, you just want to make sure you're updating them as much as possible to be up to date with your current clients. Um, for me, this is another thing I want to tie in, you know what I'm doing in my own business, but I want to say, I guess it was like maybe the very end of last year. So just like a few weeks ago from the time we're recording this, I updated the showcase page on my website, which as a shop owner, that's like my version of a portfolio and testimonial page combined. So it has all like, I mean, gosh, I don't even know how many customers are on it now. It might be like 70 to 100 total who are featured. 
but it's customers of mine from my template shop. And it has a like a screenshot of their website, it tells what template they used, and um, it links out directly to their website, and tells what kind of business they have as well. And there's testimonials and case studies, and all kinds of things throughout. I really love it. And it's a really awesome page, I will link to it in the show notes, but it's elizabethmccravey.com slash showcase if you want to look at it. But I was going to say is I added new customer sites to it that I just had not added where it's like, I knew we had made like graphics for it, and I just hadn't added them yet. And I went through our customer feedback document and grabbed some new testimonials and added those in as well. And again, this one takes some time. It definitely took time for me, like hunting through all the testimonials and figuring out like, okay, which ones do I want to add? It's hard to figure out which ones to take off, which I think I actually ended up not taking any off, but just adding more in. Um, it can be super hard to delete testimonials for me at least. Um, so yeah, it takes time, but it's worth it. And besides your site just being more current, which is going to be, you know, really important to showcase like, you know, the best of the best of what you have to offer there. Updating this has other added benefits. Like it tells Google, hey, look at me. I update my website and I have fresh content. Come check it out. And you're going to seriously help your SEO so much by periodically updating your website. So even that alone is a reason to make some of these changes, just so you can kind of freshen up your website if you haven't in a while and tell Google, hey, come check me out. I have new stuff. So that's number six, updating your testimonials throughout your website. Number seven, update the link in bio website page that is going to likely be in your Instagram bio. So this is a sneaky one for me and for a lot of people, I'm sure. And the funny thing, a couple months ago, I was looking at mine because I never click on my own link in bio, you know, and I realized mine was super out of date and it had links in it that made sense at the time for like podcasts I had just been featured on and things like that. But now like months later, it was like, oh, I don't really need to be linking to that right now. It's like the first thing people see when they leave my Instagram to go to my website. So I needed to take those out. So definitely go look at this. Um, and this page, you know, what I'm talking about for many people, it might just literally be your homepage that's in your Instagram bio. But I know for my customers and many other people, it's a page either within your own website or something like Linktree, where it's like a more of like a menu within there. So instead of just being like your homepage, it can be like, you know, linking out to your homepage, your podcast, an opt in for your email, those kinds of things as options. And a quick tip here, I really recommend doing this within your own website instead of using something like Linktree, because one, you'll save money because you don't have that additional subscription costs in your business. But two, it'll help your website from an SEO perspective because you're getting that SEO juice every time someone clicks the link in your bio. Uh, and it's going to be easier to track. There's so many reasons and more creative control is one I really love. Um, so I want to say real fast too, if you have a website template from me, any of my full site templates, they all include a page that matches your template's design that is meant to go in your Instagram bio. So you can just customize it, add that instead of your homepage into your Instagram bio, and you will be good to go. All right, number eight, this one is kind of a catch all. Um, and I did want to include it, though, because this is something like, again, you guys, I'm doing this alongside you as I record this episode. I'm seriously, I've already done some of this stuff and going to do some of it afterwards. But this one's a catch all that I personally need for my business. And I would imagine many of you do as well. So do a link check and just checking on all the content page by page on your whole website. So for me, this might mean logging in to show it and going through that whole sidebar, which for me, it's a lot of pages and not all of them are linked to, you know, in my navigation menu. So going through each one and reading the copy, looking at the images, 
clicking on links and just kind of evaluating, is there anything here that I think needs to be updated? Going through it really like a user would. Because so often, you guys, we have our own websites, they're set up, they're beautiful, we love it, but then we don't really look at it again ourselves, at least with that critical, um, really intentional eye, we more just grazing over it. So look at it really intentionally. And again, this could be looking at your images, your writing, the links, um, anything really, just seeing you know what needs to be changed here. And when you do this, do not get overwhelmed and be like, Oh my gosh, I need to change everything on my entire website. You're just looking for small tweaks. If redoing your website is something you're going to do in this new year, then like let that come at another time. This is just say like just for now, updating it, making sure everything looks great. I would say you should be able to do this in under an hour for sure. Um, I think for me, I'd be able to do it in under an hour and I have a pretty big website. So try to hit every page and make the tweaks as you go. Or maybe you make a list of the tweaks and someone on your team makes them for you. Totally depends. But that's something I would definitely say is do a link check, poke around on your whole website. Okay, the last one. This is an important one too. This is one that I would say, I would say of all of this, this would probably take the longest. So update your automations coming from your website. So this could be automatic email replies that maybe come after someone fills out your contact form. This could be email funnels people get into once they sign up for your email list. This could be your thank you pages after people opt in or after they fill out a form or get on a wait list, whatever, things of that nature. And, you know, again, similar to like our whole website, but so often we put this stuff on autopilot and and it's awesome, right? I love that we can do that. But then we don't look at it again. And unfortunately, stuff, it cannot stay evergreen forever. Some stuff can, but for the majority of the time, it can't. So you need to just look and see, like, is there anything that's changed here in the last year? Do I need to update any of it? And in my business, this is the one that certainly takes the longest because I have a lot of automations happening. And this is something I haven't done yet um, in this list of things, but something I'm going to look through. And for me, that looks like, um, to name a few places in particular, um, Dubsado, we have automatic replies that come in from our contact form and the podcast guest request form. And so just looking at those and being like, okay, like does what it says to this person who just emailed, is there anything I want to change about that? Because I haven't updated those in quite a while. I think it's been actually probably about a year since I updated those. And then also looking at your email funnels, um, maybe even your email opt-ins and that email that comes right after. Again, your thank you pages. I have a whole lot of thank you pages that relate to my quiz. So a lot of stuff like that. So just look through the automations coming from your website and see, is there anything I need to change? Um, how has my business changed? How can I reflect that better on here? So that is all nine for you. And I'm going to recap those last um, few. I already recapped the first four. We're going to recap these for you. So number five was update your portfolio and all the images throughout your own website that relate to that. Number six, update your testimonials. Seven, that link in bio that is in your Instagram bio, updating that. Number eight, just the whole catch-all. Go through your whole website, click on stuff, be a user, and see if there's anything you need to fix. Number nine, update the automations coming from your website. So like we said, email funnels, email replies, all that kind of good stuff. So 
There you have it. Nine small but not mighty ways to refresh your website for the new year. And I hope you find this episode helpful and that you'll take action on it. And if it feels overwhelming, I would say tackle those first four and then do the rest in a few months. Um, It doesn't have to all be done at once. But I would say, you know, that copyright and the dates and the plugins and things like that is going to be the most important. And then you can kind of take on the rest later. Um, But I would highly encourage you that as you're planning your week, you know, figure out like, where can I fit this in an hour to maybe tackle a few of these and then like, you know, maybe an hour the next week, however it works for you, but you want to get through these and yeah. Um, hope you enjoyed this. Thanks so much for listening. Um, would love to know your feedback. And if you go through and making these changes, feel free to email me or you can always connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Elizabeth McCravey over there. And I do want to add as well, if you are thinking like, hey, I'm going to make these changes, but part of me is starting to make them. And I'm like, why bother? I just want a new website. I know I've been there before when I'm in the process of like updating my own site of like, hey, I actually just want to redo this whole thing. If that's you, Um, I would highly encourage you to check out my website template shop. I know I don't even talk about that much on this podcast because um, a lot of the content I share is so focused on business, but I sell website templates. That's what I do in my business. And they're really awesome, strategic, easy to use and fun and full of personality. And they're going to help you do all these things I just talked through actually really well. So go check those out. ElizabethMcCravey.com slash shop will take you and you can view all of them there. And there's also a quiz you can take ElizabethMcCravey.com slash style and you'll get matched with a particular template that's right for you. So definitely check out those two resources. Uh, I would love to have you as part of the M shop family. So, all right, I'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye you guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week, friend. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you about something. I would encourage you to check out my website template shop over on elizabethmccravey.com. You'll find show it website templates and they are easy to use, strategically designed and created to help you book more clients and customers. Maybe your current website is really boring. I don't know. Maybe it is. And maybe you don't want to hurt its feelings, but you know, it's true. And your website needs to be strategically and intentionally designed in order for it to convert your viewers into raving customers. And that's what these website templates do on MShop. These are pre-made website templates built for the Show It platform where you can plug and play your content into the template with ease and then get started with a website that is made to actually make you money. Isn't that what we all want, right? So go shop the templates at elizabethmccravey.com shop. That link is also in the show notes. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate it if you left a rating and review for the show on Apple Podcasts or even just share it with a friend. It's a great way to support the show and then give us your feedback. So thanks so much for listening.